This is Heidi Raubenheimer, the Managing Editor of the CFA Institute Financial Analyst Journal, giving you a quick overview of our final issue of 2019. The issue starts with everything you ever wanted to know about the active versus passive debate but were afraid to ask. Challenging the Conventional Wisdom on Active Management by Kramers, Fulkerson and Riley is a review of the last 20 years of published arguments for and against active management. The authors cover every angle of the debate in this fascinating and very readable literature review. They end the piece with some of the key questions that remain in the debate about the value added by investment management. If you read nothing else in the journal this year, read this. Next, authors from the Board of Governors at the Federal Reserve System bring us the near-term forward yield spread as a leading indicator, a less distorted mirror. A commonly used indicator of a coming recession is the long-term yield spread, that is, the yield on 10-year government bonds versus 2-year government bonds. But is this really the best predictor of a downturn? The authors demonstrate the superior accuracy of the near-term forward yield spread as a recession predictor and, by extension, a stock market return predictor. The near-term forward yield is the difference between the implied interest rate on a three-month T-bill six quarters ahead and the current three-month T-bill rate. They argue that this near-term forward spread measures the market's expectations for near-term monetary policy, hence the title A Less Distorted Mirror, because forward spreads speak to nearer-term market expectations, whereas longer-term yields represent an average of forward rates and therefore distort the market signals. Read the full article for a comparison of the predictive power of various yield spreads, as well as the accuracy of the very human survey of professional forecasters. Staying with the yield curve, four authors from Robico bring us a new factor in global bond investing with their article, Carry Investing on the Yield Curve. The carry of a government bond is the return on the bond when the yield curve doesn't change. Curve carry is a strategy that is long on high carry bond maturities and short on bond maturities with low carry. If this sounds a little like betting against beta, that's because there's some correlation between the two, and you'll find these reported in the full article. Curve carry is already an established factor in the US, but this article demonstrates strong evidence for a global curve carry factor. The alpha from this global curve carry is not explained by established factors such as momentum, value, and country carry, so this is an important addition to your multi-factor bond investments. You heard it here first. Our next article proposes the optimal currency hedging for international equity portfolios. Authors from AQR bridge theory and practice with a transparent and robust solution to currency hedging. Their article demonstrates how currency hedging can reduce risk, but also the return of a global equity portfolio. Instead, the authors argue that hedging is best achieved by taking advantage of the capacity of currencies to hedge equity risk and the other currencies. Their modified portfolio mean variance optimization framework can be decomposed into three portfolios a hedged equity portfolio, a variance minimizing currency hedge portfolio, and a maximum sharp ratio currency portfolio. A combination of the first two and an allocation to the last combine to lower risk and improve returns while maintaining manageable turnover, leverage, and tail properties. International equity portfolios should read the full article for the implementation details of this new approach to currency hedging and the evidence of its success. Next, authors from the University of Hamburg, Invesco and Allianz provide us with optimal timing and tilting of equity factors. They consider the merit in an active factor allocation within a multi-factor equity portfolio. That is, can active factor allocation beat an equal weighting of factors? The authors focus on two forms of active allocation, factor timing and factor tilting. Timing involves using time series and the macroeconomic environment for predicting good times or bad times for various factors. 
Tilting uses cross-sectional data to look for factor spread, momentum, volatility and crowding. A factor of factors, if you like. Incidentally, a good companion read for this article is our last issue's Impact of Crowding in Alternative Risk Premier Investing. The full article provides excellent detail on both timing and tilting, but long story short, the authors find that the act of timing and tilting adds value but can't survive the excessive portfolio turnover and costs incurred. However, imposing some practical constraints to turnover can preserve some of the profit from factor timing, but sadly not from tilting. In our next article, Corporate Governance, ESG and Stock Returns Around the World, author Muzaffar Khan proposes improvements to well-used ESG composite scores. Starting with the E and the S, he alters the environmental and social score for materiality. Combining MSCI scores and Sustainability Accounting Standards Board guidelines, he adjusts each company's environmental and social scores for the extent to which each particular factor is financially material, in other words, more important to investors in that company. Next, the article examines the G for more accurate global comparison of governance. The author considers three sources of variability in governance scores across countries. Ownership structure, shareholder orientation, and institutional setting. Using free float to represent ownership structure, the legal tradition of each country to represent shareholder orientation, and the Bloomberg political risk score to represent institutional setting, the author proposes a more accurate governance score for return prediction. Each of these E, S and G scores and their combined ESG score are significant predictors of performance globally after correcting for the usual style factors. This article is full of excellent analysis and every chart tells a story. I recommend this article for anyone integrating ESG scores into a bottom-up global investment process. In our last article of the issue, Blanchett and Guillemet ask, do investors consider non-financial risks when building portfolios? These researchers made use of a data set that provided them with the equity allocations of defined contribution fund investors as well as their residential information and industry employment information. With some accompanying economic data, the authors were able to test whether these investors appear to be taking the risk of their residential real estate and their human capital risk into account when making investment decisions over time. They found that proactive investors, that is, not those who make static or default choices, appear to increase their equity allocation and, by implication, their investment risk with decreased human capital risk and decreased residential investment risk. Just what you'd expect of the rational homo economicus. Unfortunately, they don't appear to do so optimally or to an economically significant extent. The implications of these findings for defined contribution fund managers and retirement planners are substantial, so I encourage you to take a closer look at the analysis provided in the full article. To assist readers, we provide summaries of all six research articles on the CFA Institute members app and on the web at cfainstitute.org. Both the summaries and the articles will earn CFA Institute members continuing education credits. Expect early releases of next year's articles online and on your CFA Institute members app. We'll be announcing our Graham and Dodd winner for the best article of 2019 early in the new year. We'll also be celebrating the completion of our journal's 75th year of impact on investment practice. So get ready for some good material looking back on our industry's history on cfainstitute.org throughout 2020.